last meal. They are walking you to the gallows. You're on your way to doom. Mm-hmm. They say, we're going to give you your last meal. What is it? Welcome to the Grubthusiast Grubcast, where we're on a mission to find the best places to eat, drink, and have a good time. And occasionally, we get to sit down with some of the amazing food artists that make that possible. Thank you for listening as usual. If you like what you hear, don't forget to like and subscribe. It really helps out the show. Today on the show, we have Quantal Langford, social media marketing specialist and host of the Creative Brew Podcast. Quantel, why are we here today? Hey, we're well. First of all, thank you. I, I appreciate the opportunity. But yeah, we're just we're just here, just chatting it up. Like I said, um, we connected through social media, and and um, yeah, we are just. I'm actually just getting back from the East Coast, so it's pretty cool. Uh, sort of coming through, and uh, yeah, definitely wanting to connect with someone new. And you know, we we're going to talk a little, probably talk a little mix of different things. You know, just creativity, life, uh, food. Um, you know, really. Whatever's up in the air. Cool, cool. Uh, that's cool. what we're doing. So, you know, first of all, let, let's just talk about the place we that we're recording in today. Okay. So when I called you, uh, you uh, you said, well, you know, I'm available tomorrow afternoon. And so I was kind of scrambling to what I'm going to do. So I said, okay, I can do this. I said, and you said, well, uh, I usually do it in my house, but it's going to be a little hot. The weather's hot where we are right now. Well, not particularly warm. This is actually way better than what I'm at. In my uh, my recording space at home, it's probably about 98 degrees right now. Ooh. So I wasn't going to invite you over there. <laughs> but uh, you said that you had a place. And I was like, okay. And then you said uh, it's called Studio Ace in Oceanside. And I'll give you the info. It's uh, Studio Ace Arts Community Education. Uh, Julia is the one nice enough to have us, and uh, she's the executive director. The address is 3861 Mission Avenue, uh, number B3 in Oceanside, 92058. Uh, if you want to get a hold of them, it's um, 760-730-5203. And this place, to me, feels like every creative hub I've ever been to. There's, uh, there's a, uh, a whiteboard. Uh, there's lots of color. Um, kind of colors of the rainbow. There's a fish on the wall. There's some bongos up there. There's kind of, uh, I guess, see an arts and crafts set up over here. <laughs> yeah. Lots of beads and stuff. Um, beh- behind me on the wall, it looks like a mural done by, I don't see, what's, what's the person's name here? Sumrem? Is that, yeah, that about I've, right? Yeah, I think so. I forgot. I've got uh, who. Who I know Julius told me a, yeah. a couple of times, but he's got artwork all over. Uh, he's got a couple of murals over uh, over in Carlsbad. Yeah, yeah, I heard, that's what she was saying. Yeah, and this one here, I mean, crazy enough, it's a uh, there's a uh, a lion sitting sitting very sleeping next to a rainbow zebra, which <laughs> awesome, awesome. It, it says what else says creativity more than that? So. When I when you said that, I was like, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know if we were going to be in some dark studio setup, but no, 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 no. This is we're sitting next to the window. It's nice and bright in this room. I, I'm ready to talk. So uh, let's let's get into it. There. Okay. Tell us about Creative Brew. What what's I mean? What's the overall perspective? What are you doing? Yeah, you you know that's a great question. Really, the the biggest thing is figuring out ways of. Obviously, I want to share my creative journey, but. At the same time, figuring out ways of, of helping other creators, entrepreneurs, um, everybody. Like myself. Yeah, different walks of life, uh, everybody doing their own little thing. But how could I you know, share or impart some, some kind of wisdom or, or something that's helped me out along the way? How could I help, uh, help you out? Um, that, that's always been something that I've really been big on. I've always been big on collaboration and being willing to, to, to help others. And, you know, obviously with me, there's been a lot of people that's helped me out along the way. So I really find it with the creative brew. I want to figure out ways of paying it forward. And at the same time too, um, learning and, and sharing stories. So, I mean, you're, but as far as your, the way you express that is in the way of your social media. Is that, is that, is that fair to say? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what, I mean, what way, can you express that? I mean, what what way do you do that? Can you, do you have a way to? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's different ways. I mean, obviously, with uh, with what I do with the show, um, you know, initially, I, I tell a lot of people that the main reason I even started the podcast is that I we'll we'll go back or, origin story. I'm originally from Tennessee, okay, and uh, I've been out here since 2014, and 
you know, I really didn't know anyone, you know, pretty much starting, starting from scratch. I mean, I did have my main business for people who don't know I'm in design and branding and I, I had, uh, you know, clients as far as on the East coast and people that I still work with, uh, to, to this day, but getting out here, um, I really didn't know anyone and, you know, starting from scratch, figuring out, you know, how do I, you know, reach out to people. So uh, me and my wife, we, we were talking. We were actually at a uh, brewery, and uh, we were just talking. And I was like, you know, what if I just, you know, created a show? And I've always been inspired by people like Anthony Bourdain and just other people that's sort of doing their, their little travel blogs. And and uh, I always, I, I was always fascinated with those. And I was like, what? Well, you know, I could do something like that. But um, to the scale that where I needed to start, I was like, okay, what if I just created a podcast and I brought different people on, and we just talked over a cup of coffee or some beer or kombucha or tea or, or whatever or water yeah or water and yeah I, I started reaching out to a few of my um, friends and talked to them about it and you know pretty much just pulled the trigger on it um, it was one of my little experiments and yeah I actually um, started my first couple of episodes it was back 2017 I believe uh, maybe early 2018 and you know started at a um uh, panels, comics, and coffee, which you know now they're closed. Uh, one of my favorite little comic book shops. I'm a huge comic book nerd, but okay. um, we we started there and um, pretty much developed a lot of the episodes there. And then I eventually sort of transitioned. Uh, probably uh, COVID wise, I, I transitioned to more you know virtual, obviously. But um, yeah, still evolved it, still grew it, and then um, now you know being able to you know partner up with different organizations like Studio Ace and you know other organizations and i generally do a lot of um weekly you know shout outs and you know highlighting different creators and businesses and musicians um you know especially this community around here uh, with north county I, I don't i don't go too far into san diego as of yet but just getting to know a lot of the um you know creative uh, community here and in, in oceanside and and san marcos and carlsbad and and just Encinitas, this whole area, it's uh, it's amazing with the the level of talent and uh, people doing, you know, some amazing things. And I just wanted to figure out ways of um, highlighting, you know, what they were doing. Even with a lot of the coffee shops here, um, I'm, I'm usually migrating around some of the different coffee shops and just, um, you know, checking them out. And, you know, it's so it's been a privilege, you know, being able to, you know, come through and just really just share my love for creativity and share, you know, my love for, for local businesses and everybody doing their own thing. So what kind of things were you doing back in, in, you said Tennessee, right? Yeah, yeah. What kind of things were you offering as far as back then that you're doing here? I, really? Um, and it really depends. I mean, honestly, I, I mean, I didn't even start to think about even starting the podcast until I got it here, um, which, you know, is sort of sort of wild. I mean, I don't even know if I would have even started the podcast if uh, if I hadn't moved to a new environment, um, yeah. which is which is interesting. But um, even with my my main business in design and branding, you know, a, a lot of things that I do for um, for a lot of my clients, you know, obviously, uh, you know, logos, um, you know, brand development, uh, brand identity, um, coming up, actually coming up with names for companies, um, creating uh, mascots for companies, um, you know, marketing material, uh, event branding. So it's it it runs the gamut of a lot of different things. I, I usually create a lot of merchandise uh, for for different clients. Um, so yeah, I, I just, um, you know, that's something that I, I've been doing for, for years and, and, uh, you know, I, you know, creating, you know, different solutions for, for various clients, um, with the podcast, uh, you know, I pretty much use that as more, obviously I, I give a lot of value through the podcast, but, um, I've always, you know, I've actually changed that now to more of a, uh, my, my own content marketing, um, funnel, so to speak with the, with the podcast. And that's how a lot of people associate and, you know, everybody associates me with the podcast. You know, everybody thinks I'm a full-time podcaster, right. which is cool. I mean, I would love to be a full-time podcaster, but, um, yeah, that doesn't, doesn't really pay, pay the bills. So, uh, well, not yet. Yeah, not, not yet, yet anyway, not yet. So, uh, I just use that as a, you know, my marketing funnel and, and ways of, just creating value for for various uh, people that that watch it. So, so you do work with a lot of small businesses. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, uh, yeah, I work with uh, a lot of small businesses, uh, teams, university schools. I do a lot of um, rebranding for schools and universities. Um, a lot of uh, mid-sized, large, um, uh, private private businesses. So, um, so yeah, it, it really um, 
actually sort of ranges, but um, I, I tend to do a lot of work within like the sports and athletics um, atmosphere uh, arena. And that's just, you know, what I've been in. Like I said, I've, for people that don't know me, I've, you know, I, I actually do a lot of part-time uh, coaching too. Um, I'm a wrestling coach here in uh, Oceanside and I help train a lot of MMA fighters and, and I help out with um, uh, Palomar Junior College too as well. So, um, so that, that, as far as on that end, that I think that um, I think that goes hand in hand with everything that I'm doing. I always see everything as, you know, life in general as an expression of, of art and creativity, and I, I just find different ways of expressing myself. It could be through wrestling. It could be through you know design and branding. It could be through illustration. It could be through speaking um, or writing. So um, I see all that as you know just different forms of you know who I am. So, uh, so I was noticing how we got connected. It was through uh, eating Oceanside mm-hmm. out in Kareem. Yeah. And how long have you, fr- have you been long friends with them long? Or? Yeah, you know what? I, wow. Um, how long, you know, Kareem's going to beat me up because um, we, we've been, like I said, we've been connected with each other for a number of years now. And uh, we generally do a really good job. I mean, we usually just share each other's, um, you know, content out. You know, he's got different posts he, he's putting out and I, I'm generally, you know, posting things out and, and vice versa. And um, so we sort of, you know, developed a relationship over the you know, last number of years. Um, and um, so, yeah. It's not quite where I needed to be. Yeah. And I'm not sure the color schemes. I'm trying to figure it out. Anyways, but, you know, uh, back to what I was saying about the logos and whatever. This guy and I collaborated on the phone for six months. Mm-hmm. And we came up with my circular logo on the shirt, uh, the, how I wanted the flag on the arm. Yeah. I wanted the choice in font and the placement of everything. We we worked it out together. Yeah. But that's why I'm kind of happy with it. I'm not happy to the point where I think I want to evolve it some. I want to, um, like, if you look at, do you have your shirt with you by chance? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> okay, here it is. This shirt here, um, I think it's a long sleeve, what I'm giving you here. But I chose the shirt. I chose the logo. I chose the brand. No, it's a, it's a long sleeve. Um, I came up with this idea, this concept. I okay. didn't draw it. I came up with the concept of the uh, headphones, which are the headphones you're wearing. Mm-hmm. Those headphones are the specific headphones. And the microphone is an SM7B, the one you're talking on. Yeah. I wanted those in the picture. And then it has a knife and fork. And then below it says the name of the, of the Grubcast. But the thing about it is, I'm not saying it's dated, but in my mind I've seen it so long. Now I'm saying... <laughs> Uh, I want to see what somebody else's creative mind is. So you know what I want to ask you to do at some point? I want to ask you to look at my branding okay. and just tell me what you think. Okay. Tell me what, what if any, you help me improve it. I want to evolve it. So like uh, the plan for me on this show, uh, the reason why I kind of contacted you is because I said, you know, look, I need all the eyes on this project. Um, I might be able to form a sentence every now and again that may make sense and sound all right but the rest of this seems like magic yeah what you do what kareem does um there's a kid on i'm gonna say kid he's he's half my age that's why i call him a kid but uh he i think something eats let me see what his name is he's on instagram and he has this fantastic page I think it's called E.M. Eats or Liam Eats. He's up in Orange County, L.A. Okay. No, I... and, and this guy has an incredible following. And uh, let's see here. I don't know the name. But he's got 125,000 followers. And uh, I've had, I've bought, you know, 39.50. Yeah. And I, and I said, you know what? If, if, if that's what it takes to, to get as many eyes on my project, as possible, then I need more followers. Mm-hmm. And of course, that you know, every five minutes you get approached by some joker telling you, "Hey, for fifty dollars, we can get you so and so and so and so, or we can get you if you give me a two hundred dollars every month, I can get you so and so and such such." <laughs> but I, I'm not interested in buying bots. I'm not interested in buying some people who don't even know they're following me. Mm-hmm. And I've had this ex- weird experience. And I don't know if you tell me you had the same. I occasionally get somebody who it says request accepted in my uh in the where you know the likes and follows on instagram yeah it'll say uh, i don't know steve johnson accepted your friend request but i didn't i don't know steve johnson 
And I'm like, who's, what's going on? I've even sent a message to Instagram to say, hey, you, what's happening here? And I've got nothing, you know, nothing back. So I, I'm kind of feeling, oh, another experience happened to me. One of those guys that was trying to sell me the Instagram follows, mm-hmm. uh, he says to me, uh, are you interested in getting more followers? And so in response, I just said, yeah, I am. I, I didn't say I'm going to give you money. I didn't say how many I wanted. I just said, yeah, I'm interested. But I kind of knew that he was uh, you know, one of those guys, those yeah. scammer guys. So I just said, yeah, and I, that's it. The next day, I get a message from him saying, uh, so are you, do you want more followers? And I was, yeah. And then he says, okay, you have 100 more followers. And I'm like, 100 more? So I go to Instagram. There was 100 more followers in a day. <laughs> it went from 3850 to 3950. Oh wow. <laughs> and I said, what's going on here? You know, what what's what's happening? Well, I I feel like somewhere between bots and whatever this guy's doing to uh add followers unbeknownst to them. Yeah. Okay. Accounts that are requesting or that are accepting friend requests or who are, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> but that experience of having that person uh, say that I, I, they accepted my request when I absolutely did not. Because I looked at the, the account and I was like, I, I, don't, I don't even know you. I mean, you're on the other side of the world. I don't know you. But okay. So, um, so when someone says, hey, I can help you get more followers. Do you want to see me? Yes. But I, what I want is I want to be seen. Yeah. I want to get uh, better at the, I mean, bear in mind, this is just sounds I'm making with my mouth. I want to be a part of the algorithm. I want to be more involved in the algorithm. And I, and I get it. You've got to say some keywords. You've got to post often and early and often. Yeah. You've got to have the right content. You've got to have uh, interesting. I understand you need to be interesting. I get that. And you know what? I've been fashioning my style for three or four years. But the problem I'm having is, I don't want fake accounts. I want real accounts. I want real eyes on my stuff because I know that I can put together uh, a good show, possibly. Mm-hmm. I can have good guests like you. We can sit and have this fantastic uh, time together. We can post, um, we can cross promote. I can send you a, a, what do they call it when you're a um, collaborator? Yeah. I can go to Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I can go to uh, Minds which is another social media page. I, I can pay for uh, to have it boosted. Again, sounds in my mouth. But the fact of the matter is that I don't know what's real and what's Memorex. So uh, part of the reason I asked you to come on the show today was because I'm trying to uh, get genuine eyes on my product. It's not a product to me. I'm using that word again because when you when, when you do this, if I'm just going to go out to a restaurant and just say great things, like, oh, this place is great. See, the problem is that I don't think every restaurant's great. Yeah. There are, there. I mean, it's like anything else. I don't think every car is great. I don't think every sunset is beautiful. I don't think every, uh, every baby is pretty. Every baby, baby is cute. I don't. There, there are... There are things that you like and things you don't. And I I definitely have an opinion. And that's what I think the purpose of my show is, mm-hmm. is to have that opinion. I don't like to have a negative opinion. I don't like to go around saying, oh, you know what? I drove to that restaurant and uh, I had to wait 10 minutes for parking and zero stars. I'm not doing that. Yeah, I'm going into your restaurant and I'm giving you an opportunity to prove your product, prove your concept. You created this beautiful space. Look, at, we're in this beautiful space, Studio Ace Arts Community Education. We're right here in, in Oceanside in a place I didn't even know existed, <laughs> okay? But it's this great creative place that I can imagine sending my kids to. If I lived here in the neighborhood, this is where I'd send them. We, they'd be over here. We'd paint, do finger painting and probably draw some, do some clay work. And I don't know, whatever, whatever, you know, whatever they feel. But the problem is that... Um, I just wanted to figure out how to how to. I, mean, I guess I want to learn how to play the game. Whatever the game there is to play, I want to. Guess I have to do that. I don't want to do that. I'd like to just do my show. Yeah. Talk and try and put this this do something good here, post it online. And everybody just go yeah. But <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. That, that would be, be awesome, right? <laughs> but the but so I understand that there is a 
metaphorical. There is a uh, uh, real, tangible algorithm of the world that needs to be adhered to. I just want to figure out how to do it better. Yeah, that's a yeah, that's a great observation. I mean, it's just one of those where. I don't know. I, I feel like I mean, even with the with the podcast, I mean, I I, I know that it's growing. I, I know that it's growing because I will go to different coffee shops and I'll go to different places and like people know that I'm doing the podcast. People like, hey, what, what's the new episode on? Or hey, you coming up with new ideas? Is so that I'm so I'm very aware that you know that people are catching it. Um, but even with my you know follower count, you know, it's I think it's like twelve. I think it's like twelve thirty-five, so it's nothing like too huge or anything. But I do know that anytime that I put out something, uh, I I do get a lot of engagement, and uh, I th- I think for me that's you know that's where I care. I mean, if people are using it or people are sharing it out, um, you know, even with the weekly shout outs that I do, you know, if people are, are sharing it, you know, highlighting, hey, you know, these these events are going on, uh, I know I've done my job. Um, you know, if it grows in the next you know three or four years, that that's awesome. But um, I I just and yeah, like you said, it's very easy to you know try to get you know little uh, bot followers and and you know boost it up real quick as far as follower count. But I, I try to stay as uh, organic as possible. And I, I think that's the only way to do it. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the only way to be is to be genuine. Yeah. And if you're not genuine, I don't you know I don't I don't even want to I don't want to be ungenuine. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I'm I am who I am. Um, I love what I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, would do I would I love lots of people to share it with me? Yeah. Would I love to be able to afford to do this and and have it pay for itself? I would love that. Yeah. I'm not expected to be a billionaire off of this, but you know what? If it worked out that way, pff, what am I gonna do? Turn it down? No. Um, so I I would love to continue doing this and have it not be, oh, you know, wow, can <laughs> can we do that this weekend? I don't know. We'll see. You know, I I'd love to have it be able to be. You know, I'm imagining like this guy I told you about the 125,000 followers. I'm yeah. imagining he, that he affords to be able to do it. I'm yeah. sure that they somebody sponsors him or pays him or whatever, yeah. and they do it. I just want to figure out how to do it. Yeah, I, I mean, I, especially with something like you know, even with with food, and I mean that's that's such a uh, hot category right now. I mean, I think easily you could you know build up. Uh, even with the with the with your brand, I mean, you could easily build that up really quick. Um, just I, like I said, I know I was looking through a lot of your content from your mouth to God's ears. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, I know I know it's possible. Now, as far as you know, what I'm doing, um, yeah, I do highlight. You know, I'll do I'll go around different coffee shops, and uh, mainly uh, a lot of my stuff is sort of coffee shop themed because I enjoy the communal aspect with with the art. So, yeah. uh, but I I know for me it, it may it may take time. I mean, like I said, I could probably put out more uh, content or more videos. Um, depending on what people are engaging with. But, you know, it's just one of those where it's, I, for me, I personally told myself, I don't think it's going to hit, really hit, hit its stride until I hit the 1,000th, you know, episode. Like, so right now it may not, like I, say, I, I just know that it's going to take time. Do you say 1,000? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. I, I, you know, look, I'm, I think I'm at 100 and, 151. Okay. And I tell you this right now. I could do one every day. Yeah. I could do one every day. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, uh, I'm having good fortune right now. I'm having some good guests come on. You, uh, Kareem, came on recently. Uh, we were down at, um, I haven't even posted the show yet. I, we did such a long show. <laughs> we sat there for three hours. <laughs> you talking about you and Kareem? Me and Kareem. Yeah, that does not surprise me. <laughs> we sat there for three hours. I mean, two sticks of dynamite. You know what I mean? And we just couldn't shut up. Uh <laughs> So, and then I started doing some shows. I do another podcast called The Project Wheels, yeah. where I've had that domain for a long time, and I, and I talk about cars. I love cars. Yeah. So, yeah. And so, you know, if, if there's any – look, I want to help you. If you help me, I'll help you. I, I, I want to get the word out. Uh, I want to bring some light to your brand, bring some light to my brand. I, I have no interest in, in sitting back and being this, you know, this selfish guy. I, I, I want to shout out to whomever. I love the, my friends who have their businesses. Uh, I love local places. And one of the, my goals in life, one of my goals for doing Grub Enthusiast is to find food art. <laughs> if you have food art, I want to get it. I want to come in there and try it. I want to <laughs> take a picture of it. I want to talk about it. I want to invite you on the show. I want I want to help. So what's, what's been your favorite place to, to eat around here? That is the wrong question. No, there is no, <laughs> there is no right question. So um, around here, well... <clears throat> 
we're in a we're in an area that I don't know much about. I used to live not far. I used to live over here by Buddy Todd Park. Okay. I used to have have a house over there. Uh, when I was living here in uh, 2004, there wasn't a lot. There was a police department. Oh yeah, but uh, I don't really don't know what's. I know there's an Italian restaurant right over here. Uh, there in Oceanside itself, it is cranking mm-hmm. right now. It is cranking, and it seems like there is a new spot every day. That's why Kareem is so busy, and and unfortunately, as many places that come in new, those some of those other ones have to go away. Yeah, and so there's a constant rotation. Um, one of my favorite places in Oceanside that I'm aware of right now is a new transplant or a new addition, Frida's Tacos. Mm-hmm. They had one that started one in Escondido, and I was one of the first people to tell everybody that I knew about Frida's. Frida's was like, I mean. It's great. It's a great taco place. Yeah. I don't know if there's a better one down the street, but what I do know about Frida's is they are very consistent. Uh, the food is as good as I've had in just about any taco spot. Uh, but again, so, I, so the question is, you asked me what food. <clears throat> this is what I found out about food. And this is going to sound crazy. Everybody has a different mouth. Yeah. And everybody has a different background. And everybody has a different expectation. And uh, when it comes to food, you say, well, I like lasagna. Well, okay. They say, where can you get the best lasagna? Such a crazy question. Because are we talking about southern Italy or are we talking about northern Italy? Are we talking about by the coast or are we talking about inland? Are we talking about in Modena or are we talking about in, in uh, uh, you know, uh, Napoli? Where? Where? Where's the lasagna best? So, uh, and then uh, the question is, well, where have you had the best lasagna in your mind? Well, I had it one time in Pismo Beach. Okay, so what made it so good? Well, it was big and delicious. Hmm. Can you can you elaborate? Can you give me a little more? Well, it was saucy. Okay. I have a hard time with that because someone says, "Hey, do you? Where's the best tacos?" Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's a general statement. That's. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then let's go back over it. What's your experience with tacos? Where's your expectation? Where have you? What part of Mexico are you talking about? Because Mexico is a big place. So if you said, "Hey, I want a fish taco," then I can give you that. If you say, "I want a Baja style taco," I can give you that. If you say, "I want a, a Mexico City Ciudad de Mexico," I want that style. The you know, I can give you that. But if you say to me, "Well, okay, I, okay I'll give you a perfect example." Two years ago. I was in a place in Valley Center by my house, mm-hmm. and it's only one place in town that sells pizza. One. I won't mention their name because, yeah. Uh, so I was in there. We were in there because I, I had had a massage at a friend. She has a massage shop. I went over there. She's massaging my back. She says, hey, did you hear Portino's is owned? See, I just said it. Portino's is owned <laughs> by new people. I'm like, no, I didn't. She says, oh, they owned this place, and they owned that place. You got to go try it. I said, are you sure? I said, because... I said the old owners. I, I when that, when they had that, they had a guy that had won awards. This guy was he won awards in Vegas. He was in part of all these competitions. Made this very delicious pizza, New York style. It was good, but it was it the best pizza in the whole world. I, ah. Okay, but I liked it. We ate it. We ate there. It was a little expensive, but we'd go there. We knew the people, and it was great. Well, okay, so I hadn't been there in a while. I decided to go back and give another try. So I'm standing there. I'm sitting at the table. We order our food, we order pizza, just a pepperoni pizza, and there's a young lady who's waiting on us, and she's probably about 18 years old. And I said, I, you know, I said, oh, she starts talking about how she's new in town and this and that, and I'm like, okay. I said, so uh, she, I said, so what do you th- how's the pizza? Because my wife's in there, how's the pizza? She says, best pizza I've ever had. I said, oh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm okay, cool. Well, then a little bit later, she goes, well, if I'm honest. <laughs> oh wow okay so you work in a pizza spot you don't really like pizza and then you're telling your customers that's the best pizza you've ever had so we shouldn't even be talking right now about this because <laughs> you you don't know anything about pizza i mean you don't, you don't have any point of reference yeah. so like so what i'm saying is that if you if you've come from italy and you you love pizza it's your favorite food you're going to know a lot about pizza so when you ask me the question where's the best pizza that's going to be hard for me to answer I can tell you what I think is the best. I can tell you what and what type. Are we talking about Chicago? Are we talking about Detroit? Are we talking about New York? What's the, what, okay? And then, uh, do you like white pie or do you like red pie? Do you like uh, I mean, what do you like on your pizza? Do, oh, okay. And then the big question is because everybody everybody is complaining about the same thing. 
Do you like do you like pineapple on your pizza? Oh, just forget it. You don't know anything about pizza. <laughs> you know, it doesn't belong on pizza. And I'm saying, you know what? What is the what is the problem? It absolutely does. If do you know what is the biggest thing about food? People love sweet and savory. Mm-hmm. They love sweet and spice. Pineapple sweet. Uh, the sauce is tangy. Uh, there's uh, usually chili flakes on there on the pie. Sweet and spicy. Yep. So I don't see the problem. But if you talk to a New Yorker or some you know pizza overlord, they'll tell you you're you might as well just die. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> because you don't know anything, right? So. Um, I don't know, man. I, I don't. I, so, if you want to talk about, uh, let me ask you a question. Uh, what kind of food do you like? Oh wow. Um, what? what okay, let me ask a better question, more specific. What is your favorite cuisine, if you have one? I uh, I love pasta. Okay, so like Italian pasta. Yeah. Okay, but you'd also go for like Thai pasta or yeah, I, yeah, I love okay. yeah, I love yeah, I love Thai. Too. Or Vietnamese noodles. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Udon, right? Okay. So, w- w- if you were to say your favorite pasta. In five mile radius, could you could you give a, a, a I mean give an option there? Could you give me one? Yeah, I think I could. Okay. Yeah. What do you What do you got? Um, I well, I don't know if it's five mile. Well, I would probably say. Oh, okay. I'm, okay. I'm being I'm being too. Bas- I, <laughs> within the within the surrounding area. Yeah, I would I would probably. I'm gonna go with Vanitos, okay. um, here in Oceanside. Vanitos. Yeah. Okay. So uh, what do they do so well? Uh, I, I think it's just the. I don't know. Maybe it's just a mix of the the atmosphere and then. Uh, okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Let me stop you. Let me stop you. Let's talk about the pasta. All right. Okay. So, what are they doing? I don't know what they're doing in there. I, okay. You know, it, and this is something I, I've actually talked to another fellow uh, chef friend that she she actually her specialties in in pasta, okay. and I've sort of noticed like the ones that you can tell like when someone makes something with love. Oh yeah. As opposed to there's someone just throwing something out real quick, and th- that is that is a struggle of my life. Yeah, <laughs> it, no, I'm not kidding. It is a struggle of my life. There are places that were established by a certain group of people that love what they do, mm-hmm. and then they pass it to their kids, and their kids are like, "I don't want to be in this place. I don't want to run this place. Yeah. I want to go and become an astronaut." Well. Then, if they're forced to be there, then it's just they're going through the motions. And if they uh, if they sell it to somebody else, they just see it as a business opportunity. Oftentimes, I can't speak for every situation. I'm sure there have been situations where somebody picked up the business and ran with it, and it was, maybe it was even better. Mm-hmm. But uh, in my experience, my you know possibly limited experience, I what I've seen is exactly what you said. It's like passionless. It's more about money or about more about keeping the business alive or keeping the employees paid. It's not about uh, quality. Yeah. It's not about um, it's not about the reason why. Why do you do it? Are you doing it for money? Are you doing it for a run of business? Or are you doing it because you know how to make pasta well? Yeah. Uh, there's a place that I I can vouch for called Villa Capri in Poway. It's a ride. It's a it's a long distance for you. Yeah. But it's so worth it, so worth it. The uh, portions are amazing. The, fl- the sauces are made in house. Um, the lasagna is made on the spot. It comes in this, I mean, it comes in this beautiful hot tin, and it's it's a large portion. The sauce is tangy. The meat is gooey and cheesy. The, right before the guy brings it to the t- brings it to you, he comes with this large, probably ten inch round bowl full of freshly grated parmesan, and he puts out this big spoon, and he'll go with that parmesan until you say no, okay? <laughs> and they have freshly made bread right on the spot. Uh, salads are delicious. They make incredible ravioli. These uh, butternut squash ravioli and a cream sauce. Oh wow! Oh, I might go there tonight just because it's. <laughs> that I mean, that sounds good. <laughs> So uh, I, for that, I can vouch for. Another place, if you want to talk about right here, I would say uh, Miller's Table. Yeah. Miller's Table on, in Oceanside. Now, uh, I hadn't went in there yet, but I, 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 that is a hidden gem. Um, it is absolutely hidden, and it absolutely is a gem. I believe the owner's name is Stacy, and uh, she, we've been there a few times, and she is, she is so passionate about her business. She's more passionate about her business than I just don't even know anybody could be more passionate about yeah. their business. Um, the the artistry, the ideas. Uh, she tries all kinds of things. She knows she's. Uh, I don't know if she is a officially a sommelier, but she knows how to pair that wine. Mm-hmm. If you say you're going to have uh, lamb, she knows exactly what she'd give you, and it's delicious. So with every sip and everything is right on the money. For me, that's incredible. Um, you know, I just went to Heritage Barbecue. 
and I, I'm going to tell you, they're pretty good. Really? I thought the barbecue's good. Okay. Yeah. I'm not saying it's, it's oh, it's not as good as that time when I was in Austin, <laughs> or, oh, it's not as good as that time when I was in Kansas City, but I'm saying it's it's as good as any barbecue I've had on the West Coast, if not better. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm from the South, so it's like, when someone does barbecue, like, eh, let me try it out. You know, <laughs> yeah, you, that you actually should talk on that, because I just, okay, uh, two years ago, um, there is a chef by the name, he, I saw him on this uh, show called uh, Chef's Table Barbecue. And this guy, let me Rodney Rodney Scott. You ever heard of this guy? No, I don't think so. Okay, let me let me find my books application here. Um, I bought his book, and he was on this show called Chef's Table Barbecue, and it was this was just his episode, and this. So I bought the book, and what he does so well apparently is he does whole pig barbecue. And he is, I believe, from South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Rodney Scott. Yeah, a lot of them do that over there. <laughs> so I had, I saw that show, and I was so inspired that I had to do it myself. So a friend of mine, uh, for years, for the last twenty five years, he's done a Hawaiian style underground uh, pig. In all fairness. I think he under seasons it tremendously. That's just his vibe. That's what he does. I, one time I tried to get in there because I had just come away from Le Cordon. I went to Le Cordon Bleu and I came out of school and I, he invited me over there and I was like, can I help? Can I help? Please? Me, come on. Let me, let me get my grubby hands in there. I said, you know what? The least I'm going to do, because in, in all fairness, I say, you know what? You have a, a potentially what could be 300 pounds of a carcass. Okay, and you have to penetrate the skin, the sinew, maybe the silver skin on the inside of the ribs. You've got to get, you got to clean that thing up proper. You got to fabricate it. Then you've got to, you got to get. The, how much salt would you put on a pig like that? How much in your mind? Just give me, give me a round number. I'm gonna say, because I've I've never really done something like that before. But sure, but just I, give I'm, me gonna, a- I'm gonna say a 300 pound pig, maybe. You know what? I'm just gonna throw out twenty pounds. Okay, I, I didn't. I didn't go that far, but I, 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 that's a good idea. It's a good ratio. But I went in there and I and I was like, "How are you gonna season it?" He, it seemed like he took like uh, he made a sachet, mm-hmm. like a little bat, little net net bag, and he put like an onion in it, and uh, and then he was throwing some salt on it. And he's like, "Oh, we're ready. Let's wrap it up." <laughs> oh. And I just and it's been going on. I've been going for years, but I don't really go after the meat because by the time it's, it's, it's like it's like all these people, you know, trying to get to the meat, and I'm like, ah, you guys can have it, right? So, one the one year I went there, I went over there and I said, let's let's do this. Let me let me see if I can help out. And I'm in my mind, I'm going, I want this to taste really good. So I said, you know, let's 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 stuff the cavity with like onions and garlic, and you know, let's put a whole let's put half a dozen onions in there and garlic, and let's let's get I don't know four or five boxes of Martin salt. Let's just cover this sucker in pepper and skin, chili. Let's, let's put, oh, I said, you know, oh, I had the uh, temerity to suggest that we make a brine and soak it in yeah. a brine. Oh, man, that just didn't go over well. <laughs> More work. I was like, so I he reluctantly let me have it get in there, but it was a tug of war, man. It was a tug of war. And I was like, all I'm trying to do is make this thing taste good. But I, he says, well, that's why we, we, just how we've always done it. And I'm like, okay, well, you continue to do it. So uh, a couple of years ago, I saw the Rodney Scott thing on the show, mm-hmm. bought the book, uh, called his guy that had the pigs, went and got the carcass, kept it on ice overnight. Next morning, uh, oh, went to the Home Depot, bought, you know, I followed the book. In the book, this guy, Rodney Scott, he gives you an exact measurement uh from to make an oven out of cinder blocks oh wow he gives you the quantity tells you what you need and you can make it make it i'm, I'm i have a room at, ho- at the house i made a little wall of cinder blocks put in a grate i i uh, got some oak wood off my property i made i burned it up and brought it to coals and then i would shovel it in little by little keeping the temperature about 225 230 for as many hours 12 hours so whatever 15 hours it took overnight so that the, the the cavity would just rend the whole animal's just rendering. Yeah. The skin got crisp. It was a great day. <laughs> but um I I love that story. I love a project like that. That's my one of my favorite things. So uh you were saying about 
how did we get on that topic? Well, we were talking about favorite food, and then we started going around. We started talking about barbecue. You barbecue. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because we were talking about heritage barbecue. Yeah. And then um, you said it was good. Okay. That, yeah. So when I saw – so I can see if I can recover from this. <laughs> um, when I saw the heritage barbecue, I was like, that's so awesome. That is just awesome. So f- is it the best barbecue you've ever tasted in the world? Ah, ah. But, you know, uh, certainly delicious. Yeah. Absolutely. The links, the uh, brisket – Delicious, good sauces, fries, everything's good. It's good. They make their own beer. How do you? How do you? Beautiful spot uh, in a building that used to be uh, Adventure A sixteen, and then I think it was. Uh, it was the Urge. It was the okay. Yeah, it was. That, and then it was wasn't it the Barrel Republic at one point too? Um, it was. It was. Or was that Urge Barrel Republic? Yeah, it was the Urge. Um, yeah, it was the Urge, <laughs> and then it turned into. Um, uh, it was a taco place. Um, it was a taco place. Yeah, briefly. Uh, <laughs> Five minutes, right? Because that, that, yeah. how do you make? How can you sell enough tacos to keep that big building rented? Yeah, I don't know. It, it, yeah, that, that was crazy. I mean, I I, I would only assume they were doing beer too, but I, I don't know. Um, yeah, they didn't, that that didn't uh, they didn't last long. You know, they, then, you know they have uh, the heritage has a speakeasy as well. Oh, that's what I heard. Yeah. That's what I heard. Saying yeah. that's what the urge used to do. They they, okay. yeah, they had the speakeasy and it was it was pretty cool going in there. Um, but yeah, I, I need to try it out because I mean, like I said, I've heard some some good reviews about it. Um, I'll I'll need to go in there and and uh, check it out. So, but, but give me one of yours. Give me one of the ones that you like. Mm, barbecue was anything. Or? I'm trying to think. Barbecue was. Um, well, you know, there's uh, what is that other one called that's on the coast there? Uh, something maize, something uh, maize maize, and it's called. Um, it's right there across from the city hall on PCH. Ah, uh, you know what I'm um, talking about. No, I, okay. I, I, it's it, it's on the it's on the west side of the of the street there, across from the the uh, cigars lounge. I think right there. I don't remember the name of it. It's been years. Oh, you okay? I think I know. Tell me across the street. Across, it's on the west side of the, the coast highway there. Well, there was uh, okay because there was like a. Um, a Mexican joint that was right there. It was right there. No, this is a barbecue spot. Oh, bar- oh, you're talking about, um, I know, got, I know you're talking about. Two, oh, uh, um, it's got two Ms. names. Kim's, Ms. Miss Kim's. Kim's. Yeah, yeah. And it's got another name. Something. Yeah. D- that, that boy. Uh, that yeah. Boy, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they, and they, and they just closed up that, they just closed up that well, spot. You mean it's closed? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. Good old, uh, is the, it the fallout of the COVID? <laughs> well, I, I, I think a mix of different things. I, I, Obviously, uh, I I know they're trying to um, you know really just the the innovation of or uh, the renovation of Oceanside. There, uh, you you see a lot of businesses sort of uh, you know I think they're starting to raise up you know calls. Oh, those rents. Yeah, those rents have got to be insane. Yeah, and um, yeah, some people, I mean, just you know, they pack it in. Mar- margins like- are already sort of tight enough. I would yeah. only assume when they're in the restaurant business, yeah. but. Yeah, it's yeah, it's one of those where I think now nah, I think they still work with they still got their barbecue joint they still work with uh, North Pine Brewing, uh, that's almost like right up the road. Okay, uh, but as far as that spot, they they don't have any more. Okay. So it was a good like twelve. I think it was there for about twelve years. Yeah, um, they, had, they had some really good food too. I, I had it a couple times. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't uh, you know I wasn't. Uh, yeah, no, it was good. Yeah, it, yeah, this is one. Yeah, it's one of those whereas I don't I don't know if there's and I, like I said it's probably just me. Like I said I I'm always like a I could eat. I told my wife I could probably eat pasta like every day if I wanted to. Yeah, I shouldn't, but <laughs> but I love pasta. Well, in all fairness, though, you are a wrestling coach. Yeah, I mean, you burn more calories as taking a breath in that gym. <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean. So I don't think you're gonna. And you're fit, so I don't think you're gonna have a problem. You know, I, I don't move enough myself. But but um, okay. But you have another spot that really you know that sticks out in your mind of oceans. Like you, go, oh my god, this place. Ooh, you know what? I've actually gotten. And I, I know we're hitting up local joints. I've actually gotten hooked on um, TLC Oceanside. It's right off TLC. Okay. Uh, the new place. It's sort of right beside um, Beach Hut Deli, right on the co- uh, right in that little uh, Pier View Pierway uh, Pier View point. So you got Pier View Coffee, then you got um, you know obviously you got Bubbles, you got um, Jet Fuel Coffee, uh, Orfila Winery. Mm-hmm. Um, that that little. Um, block right there um they're they're on the they're sort of on the corner tlc ocean side there's they're on the uh on the corner there okay um that hadn't been open too long i think it's only been a couple of years you're talking about orfila 
Um, well, TLC. Okay, um, TLC. Yeah. What, what do they do there? Uh, they, they've got like a, a whole menu of uh, just d- different. different or they, or they don't go chasing waterfalls. No, I don't. I don't think so. Uh, not from not from my <laughs> knowledge. Um, now, left know. left eyes not running the joint. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But um, you know, I, I've gotten different different things from there, and I, I've, you know, I, I thought it was really really good. Okay. Um, okay. Have you been so. to Switchboard? Uh, yes. Yeah. Love okay. Switchboard. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Kevin and that crew. I, yeah. I love them. I love the location. Yeah. I love it. And then that little uh, boutique hotel next door. Yeah. That's pretty tight. Yep. Um, so they got canvas bar, yeah, switchboard, the Finn Hotel. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. Now they they have a ramen noodle bowl that I love um, there at Switchboard. Okay. Um, they they've got a really good ramen really noodle bowl. yeah really yes okay. I think it just came out. I I, I want to think it's new because um, I've been there a few times. But um, yeah, I tried yeah I tried out the noodle bowl uh, ramen noodle bowl. It's it's really good. So that's my recommendation. Okay, okay, ramen noodle bowl at the Switchboard. Yep. Mm. It's a big bowl too. <laughs> yeah. You know what? It's really funny, man. Um okay, so I did I did a thing the other day on on Instagram and there was uh, some ramen oh, long, it was a Long Beach ramen sh- Long Beach. I have um, there's a Long Beach I got to get this together. Get it together. <laughs> there's a place in Long Beach that does ramen. No, I'm sorry. Silver Lake Ramen mm-hmm. up in LA. These people uh have a broth. See, I'm a big fan of broth. About uh, 20 years ago, there was a place on Sautel Boulevard in Los Angeles. Um, I used to live in there. So right there on Sautel, they had this place called um, Shabuya. And they had ra- they had a ramen bowl. And the, ramen, the broth in the ramen bowl was so murky and viscous. It wasn't oily. It was just, it was not like water. Yeah. It wasn't like a watery broth. It was this luscious, flavorful. I mean, it was almost you could almost chew it. Oh wow! Okay, <laughs> I don't, I'm being facetious, but I'm saying <laughs> it, it was so substantial. Yeah. When you looked at it, and and then you had the egg, and you had the you know whatever else in there, the meat of any kind, or you had the noodles. It was just, it was decadent. Okay. Yeah. So. Unfortunately, most places that I, I seek now are in that vein. And a lot of times, they've got just a clear broth. And I go... Yeah, I don't like the clear, I don't like the, you know, the, the clear and, broth. And yeah. I'm not saying it's clear like water, but you, you know what I'm talking about, where it's translucent. It, yeah. You can see right through it. For me, a good broth, it's, it's everything. It's yeah. everything. If you, don't, if you can't get that right, no. <laughs> just, don't, even, don't do the rest. If, you know what I mean? Don't bring, if you bring that to the, it's like it's like going to a, a Mexican joint and looking getting that clear menudo. I mean, could you imagine someone makes a menudo and it comes there and it's clear like water? It's just brown water. I'd, I'd fire him. I'd be like, "You're fired. Leave. Go, go home now." I don't understand it because there's there's so much time when I've made menudo and when you make menudo, you get that tripe and the tripe is is rendering. The fat and it's just it's becoming part of the broth, and when you leave when you leave it sit overnight, it becomes a solid. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, if you, <laughs> when I was a kid, uh, my dad made it. That's how I began to make it, and and it's you boil it for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Well, the meat starts out, especially that they call it honeycomb. Yeah, it's got all that little stuff on it. As it renders, it becomes slick and kind of smooth. If you let it go too long, it becomes like a snot. Oh wow, it's pretty bad. So you don't let it go that far. But when you do it, it, the the meat starts out fairly thick, and by the time it's done, it can be fairly thin because it's become part of the broth. Overnight, when you put it away at nighttime and you wake up next morning and you're hungry, you want to have some more. You have to cut it out of the bowl, like Jello. Oh. You you don't you don't spoon it out. You scoop it out. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so that to me is a kind of an indicator of. The effort, the time, what's what is part of that broth? Mm-hmm. What did you do? How did you think of it like that? Why does it feel that way in my mouth? Why does it have all that umami that is necessary? You know, like like pho. Like when you have pho, you can't bring that clear broth to my table. I know that typically that's how they are, but I've had them where the broth has just got that viscousness yeah. to it. That where it's just it's a, it's got a mouthfeel, it's got flavor, it's it's succulent, it's just delicious. I need that, and that to me is the food art. Yeah. And when you when you're just bringing some some kind of here, there's some water and some noodles in it. Hey, give me twelve dollars. <laughs> no, no, I'm not doing that. So 
uh, when, like when you say they have great ramen, I need to try it now. Yeah. I want to try that magic because, but if it's not right, I want to say, I'm going to say it, man. That, that's Quantel's recommendation. I'm, I'm going right to say there. it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, Quantel said, that's what we're going to do. We're going to get a t shirt that says Quantel said. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm tough that way. But, you know, I, but, but look, I, I love to show love. Well, you got to have high standards. I, I, I don't know. I, 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 don't, I don't even know what a high standard is anymore because I think people, are so look. I heard this saying one time. The person was in jail when they said it. It's amazing what you can get used to. Okay, that's true. And the problem is, I always ask this question: When you uh, eat something, are you eating it because it's convenient, or are you eating it because it's delicious? And I think a lot of times, these some restaurants get away with being convenient. Yeah, they're the only pizza spot in town, so. Eat it or don't. Yeah. You know, you want pizza? We got it. You want it to be great? <laughs> you know, <laughs> keep walking. But um, yeah, so I, I, that's me. That's the grub enthusiast, man. I, I'm, I love delicious food. I love it. I'm not trying to, if you're doing something completely different, great, let's have it. But if you're, comp- you're saying that this is, you know, if you're saying this is, uh, what's your favorite pasta? Give me your favorite pasta. Um, what do you, Vanitos. I'm like I said, I'm, no, no, I'm no, a specific wait, dish. Oh, uh, like, well, uh, I know you have a lot of favorites, but give me one that like you're jonesing for right now. You know what? A lot of times I just I, I love my I actually love my Thai noodles. Like I I want some Thai noodles right now. Okay, um, like some maybe some. I'm not real big on the peanut sauce. Like no, white on the peanut sauce. No, but um, I just made that last night, by the way. Yeah, but I, I do love it with you know add in some eggs, add in some shrimp, you know some um, you know just different different little vegetables in there. Um, you, know, you know what I made last night? I made a peanut sauce. That was recommended to me, and the whole time I'm thinking, why isn't there lime and peanut? Uh, why isn't there lime and fish sauce in the sauce? It needed it. Yeah, yeah. I always add the lime in there, and you need the fish sauce, and then um, you need the bean sprouts, you know yeah. that stuff. But you know what? More than anything, you know what I did last night though, I made bulgogi, a oh, beef oh. bulgogi. I I took a uh, a pork shoulder, uh, not pork shoulder, a beef steak of some kind of. It was like a I don't even know a chuck. Chuck steak, big chuck steak, 13 bucks at the store at the Ralph's. I sliced it real thin, put it in a Ziploc bag, soy sauce, peanut butter, um, garlic powder, smoked soy, uh, so, no, smoked, God, I can't think of it, I can't think right now. Um, what is smoked oil? The smoked oil, the uh, sesame oil. Mm-hmm. Sesame oil, I put uh, rice wine vinegar, I put in a little honey. And I put in uh, some, oh, fresh ginger, salt. Yeah. And I marinated that for about three hours. Oh, wow. And then I have a, little, I have a thing that I call a salamander, it, but it's not. It's a, just like a, it's a, it's a commercial pizza oven, mm-hmm. but not, the, not a good one, not a stone. I'm just talking about one they would use, like a, they call it a snack oven. Yeah. You'd see it in like a little trailer or something. Yeah. But it, the, the heating element is very close. It's almost like a broiler. Right, rule. So I took them, I laid them out on the, the sheet tray, and I just broiled them, or I cooked them at a high temp, really close. Mm-hmm. So it, it it kind of caramelized the edges of the meat. Yeah, got gave it a little bit of Maillard. It wasn't just like sweaty and kind of cooked. It was like a little crisp on the edge. Uh, I like that. And then I made that salad with spinach. I used regular pasta, cilantro. Um, I used edamame, the boiled, the cooked edamame. Mm-hmm. I used uh, um, spinach, red pepper, no, red pepper. Yeah, just basic, a, a basic salad. And then I threw some peanuts in there and sesame uh, sesame seeds. And then I added that sauce, mm-hmm. which I had, was the whole time I'm thinking, it needs, it needs fish sauce and it needs lime. So eventually I did it on the third bowl. I yeah. was like, but the, I was like, uh, you know. <laughs> but when I put that bulgogi in there, my kid was like, oh, you killed it, Dad. <laughs> Right? <laughs> Those are the moments I wait for. Yeah. But the whole time I'm thinking, why didn't I just put the fish sauce in there to begin with? Stupid. <laughs> so let me ask the question I, I, I've been trying to ask everybody that's on the show. And maybe if you, you have to wrap it up, or how are you doing on time? Um, yeah. I, okay. Um, yeah, probably, you probably need to wrap it up. Okay. So yeah. the, here, let's, you're on your way to doom. Mm-hmm. They say, we're going to give you your last meal. What is it? You gotta be. You gotta be specific, though. You gotta be specific. 
and you got to give me the, just as you would have it. Last meal. Go. <laughs> it would be some griddled pancakes, nicely buttered, with a drizzle of butter and honey, some over medium eggs, and a hash brown casserole. Hash brown casserole. Now, what is it? What's that? What is that like? Hash brown casserole. Uh, it's actually pretty tasty. Um, sort of. I don't a, doubt it. I'm just you know. I don't yeah, it's like a sort of like a southern thing, but okay. Um, what's it? I mean, besides hash browns, what's in it? Um, golly, I forgot. Well, you got like cheese, uh, obviously the the um, potatoes. So you just uh, shred what, the potato like that? Yeah, I've, I've got what else was in there, but it's pretty much like in a little little bowl. Um, okay, but it's actually quite tasty. Um, yeah, get hooked on it real quick. Okay, so uh, okay, let's see it again. Hash brown casserole. Yeah, some uh, over medium eggs. Okay, because uh, I like to I like to mix them with my pancakes. Okay, do you, and, do you, have you ever done? Do you ever done? It's off side sidebar. You ever done those uh, those egg cooker machines? Nah. Okay, they sell them on Amazon. About thirteen bucks. They uh, it comes a little dome. You take the, the the fresh eggs. You stick them in there. Yeah. As many as seven. In, oh wow. In there, you you have a little cup about like that big, and depending on how much water you put in there, is how much cook it's going to get. <laughs> if you take the water. And you pour because you it's a it's a heating element. Mm-hmm. You pour the as much water as you desire. If you want a, a, a soft boiled egg or a three minute egg, or if you want a hard boiled egg, it's the amount of water that you put in. You put it in there like that with the shell shell on. And I usually put about half of it, or maybe a little bit less. When I get the eggs out, they're the best soft boiled eggs I've ever had in my life. Oh wow! You can literally <laughs> just peel them. And the yolk is soft and creamy, and they're perfectly cooked. And it's about 13 bucks. Oh, wow. I endorse it 100%. The best thing I've ever bought. Huh. Yeah. Easy. <laughs> I, can, I wake up in the morning sometimes, and I'll just go into the fridge, fill the thing full of eggs, push the button, pour the, the required amount of water for what the egg I want. Yeah. Walk away. About two minutes. Here, ding, 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 walk back in there, uncover it, throw some water in the thing to keep them from cooking. They're the best eggs I've ever had. Wow. So, That's if you cool. get, I don't know the name of it. It's, it's got to probably have a Hamilton Beach or Honeywell. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So, you'd have the soft boiled eggs, or you'd have, you'd have over easy. What'd you say? Uh, over medium eggs. Yeah. Over medium. Okay. You'd have the, the uh, hash brown. Yeah, hash brown uh, casserole. Okay, which has cheese in it, and whatnot. Yeah, onion in that, like scallions. Uh, I, I think it's got some. I, got, I think it's got some onions in there. I'd have to. I have to check it. Okay. And see. Okay. And then pancakes. Yeah. Yeah. Now, got, like buttermilk pancakes. Yeah, probably like buttermilk. It's yeah. got to be. It, it's got to be uh, cooked on a uh, griddle on a on a, um, like a cast, cast iron cast yeah. iron griddle. So that's, Is that have you found that's the best? Yes. Okay, and so like a, a nonstick pan doesn't work for you. No. I mean, I'd not say I would. I wouldn't eat it. Well, but no, no. I'm just saying. It's just one. Of, yeah, per, yeah. I, I want one from cast iron skillet. Is it the seasoning that you think that makes it that way, or what, what's the? I think it's just the oh, just the buildup of just oil and and butter and stuff over the time that sort of saturates into the pancakes, and you get that that crispiness on the outside, and it's still soft and you know still soft and buttery. Wow, um, you can be hungry. Yeah, normally, okay. normally I, I try to test. I try to base any food off of the theory if. If I don't have to put any sauce or or syrup on anything, and I eat it, I I know it's good. So if I could eat a steak or a you know or maybe pancakes with no syrup, uh, so usually if I go to a restaurant, I'm like, no, I don't want syrup. If I can taste it, and it tastes good to me without any syrup. I know it's it's good. That's what they say about barbecue. Yeah, you ever heard of Aaron Franklin from Franklin's Barbecue in Texas? Uh, no. Nah. This guy is like world renowned in Austin for yeah. making the best brisket. Yeah, salt and pepper. The guy knows how to do it really well. Yeah, don't, shouldn't need. Yeah, shouldn't need any sauce. He says you put sauce on it, you might as well just throw it away. Yep. Okay. Okay. Anything else in that meal? Um, nope. That's it. No coffee. No juice. No nothing. Uh, you know what? I'd probably take some coffee. I would take some coffee, and they got to be like like three large pancakes too. Okay. How big? I mean, <laughs> we're talking like ten inch round, like that, or bigger? Uh, uh bigger. Okay. Okay. And buttermilk, nice and fluffy. Because I'm gonna take my time with that if I'm in the. <laughs> <laughs> are, are, are we going to do the uh, what is it called the uh, the Irish butter the the Irish butter with the with the uh, good a good maple syrup or can you just have any old syrup? Um, I, I would say uh, I, I would like the the the, the maple syrup, but the, the proper I, one though. Yeah, the proper. I, I've actually been cutting off on the syrup, so I like I me I just ask for honey a lot can, of times. Can I just can I, Quanta, can I just can I just remind you of this? It's your last meal. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? The last meal. You could have anything you want. You could put yeah. you could put crack cocaine on this thing. Yeah, no. It doesn't matter. It's your it's your last one. Yeah, uh, yeah, just some butter, some butter, a little butter, some little honey. Bit, a lot of butter, you mean, right? A lot of I, butter. Well, see, usually the, the buttermilk pink, it's already got that sort of buttery taste to it, so I don't want to overdo it with the butter. I try to put like a usually what I do is I'll put like if I someone gives me like a mound of butter, I'll just usually put it on the inside. Yeah. Uh, if it's layered, I'll put it on the inside and a little bit on the outside, then I put the rest to the side. Um so uh, usually if it's, if it's a really good pancake, hopefully it is, I want to put just a little bit of butter on, on the top and then on the inside, leave the rest of the butter alone, put my honey on there. Honey? I, yep. honey? Honey, no syrup? Yep, no syrup, and I'm good to go. Hey, remind me, I, have, I live next to a honey farm. So I, yeah, so I have honey. <laughs> um, so, okay, so, the, the, uh, so it begs the question, though. Are you making this or buying it? Well, you're not making it. Someone's making it for you. Yeah. Are you, do you get that kind of thing out here or um, only back home? I, I think you can. I've actually I, I've been trying pancakes around here. Now I know Stratford. They actually got some good griddled uh, pancakes. Now where's that? What's um, that? Um, it's it's over there on the harbor uh, here in Oceanside. Stratford. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I think it's called either Stratford at the harbor. Yeah, that's, that's the name of it. Uh, they have a awesome like they have like a cinnamon bacon um, pancakes. That that's the only thing that I get there. Like anytime I go in there, that's the only pancakes I get um, that are really good. And it's got the the sort of the griddled, the crispy on the outside those are like i don't need any syrup no nothing i'm just eating it as is uh those are good um anytime i come home you know obviously you know if they like people are cooking uh pancakes like on the cast iron grill i know my grandmother used to do stuff like that um but um yeah anytime people make something like that like with the cast iron like it's it's always good okay have you ever been to original pancake house in vista um no, I'd no. be curious to know your opinion on that. Because I'm, I'm have to, I'm have to find that place now. I'm, I'm okay. It's a chain, and it's the, it's called the original Pancake House. Okay, they have one, to my knowledge, in, um, in Vista, mm-hmm. off of Vista Village Drive. Okay, and they have one out that I'm familiar with out in Poway. Okay, but to me, those pancakes, they can taste them now. <laughs> the texture is so light. And they're so flavorful, and with the syrup and the butter, and the crisp bacon. And uh, I used to, when, back when I was a kid, uh, I used to go to this bowling alley called uh, it was called Pepe's Galley. Mm-hmm. And in there, they used to make something called the bacon pan sand. So what they do is they give you three large pancakes, like you're talking about, maybe the eleven inches, ten inches, twelve inches, like the big pancakes. Yeah. And they were fluffy and tall. Then they would they'd put uh, they you know fry up three eggs. They were they would do it all together, mm-hmm. set them on the top, and then they would have, I think, three or four strips of crisp bacon kind of laying over the top. And what I used to do is I'd go in there, and you know what? Re- what really got me changing my philosophy about this was going back later, <laughs> because when I went to Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles, mm-hmm. have you ever been there? Yeah. Which one did you go to? Uh, I went to the one up in the, uh, I think it was Irvine. Okay. Yeah, yeah. If you ever get a chance, go to the one in the hood. Okay. Real. On Pico Boulevard, there's one uh, Pico, and I'm thinking, I don't know, it's up in up there. Okay, go to that one. That's where you, you make a shot. It's, there's a possibility. At, <laughs> at, I mean, you might want to duck. But um, I've had some of the most incredible, incredible uh, waffles there with chicken. Oh, I bet the fried chicken, so tasty, crisp, beautiful breading, uh, moist white meat. With uh, these light, almost French uh, waffles, they're the or Belgian style. Mm-hmm. Those tall ones, yeah, crisp and light. And then you just bathe them in butter, and <laughs> and uh, and um, syrup, and and hot sauce. Ooh, okay. And uh, like Frank's Frank sauce, yeah. And then they have a like a, they have a like a what they call that a punch drink. That you wash it down with. It sounds imp- <laughs> improbable and impossible, but it is so good. It's deadly. It's. I mean, your heart is going. I don't know if we can do it. Yeah. I don't know if we can do it. And you're like, I don't care. And then, and then, of course, to 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 make it worse, you order the biscuits and gravy. Oh. Oh. Okay. So when I went back to that bowling alley for the pancakes, I added the hot sauce. Oh man. <laughs> oh man. You have no idea how good that was. So, uh, anyways, so that's your last meal. 
All yep. right. All right. Well, good to know. Good yep. to know. So, um, yeah, that's a tough one. Okay. So look, uh, we're gonna we're gonna head out here. But you know, before we go, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself? And uh, we'll use this in the promo. We'll we'll put it in some places. But so just give us a rundown of all your particulars that you they that you want them to know. So get a hold of me here. I do this. I do that. Whatever you want to tell them. Yeah. I mean, if generally if people want to reach out to me, uh, as as far as with branding, design, you know, just inspiration doesn't matter. Uh, main way to get in con- uh, contact with me is through Instagram at Quantel Langford. From there, you can see all the little. Um, all my other little business pages as far as Just Heart, The Cradle Brew, uh, the Langford Design. Uh, you can reach me. Best way to reach me out, uh, reach, reach me is through Instagram at Quantel Langford. And then from there, you can go do the rabbit hole, uh, so to speak, with uh, all the other things that, that I do. Um, if you're looking for the main podcast, you can go to thecreativebrew.tv. And that's on Instagram and on Facebook. Uh, if you're looking for uh, Just Heart Apparel, um, you can re- you can connect with that on Facebook and Instagram at Just Heart Apparel, and then um, like I said, I've got my main business, uh, Langford Design, and um, that's on Facebook at Langford Design. Uh, it's on Instagram actually at the Langford Studio. So um, those are just different ways of con- uh, uh, contacting me, um, and depending on what you're what you're needing, you know, it's, a lot of times I have a lot of people just you know sending me messages if they're looking for you know maybe some kind of mindset trick or maybe they need help on. Um, you know, maybe they're trying to start their own little uh, creative practice, you know, how to reach, you know, how to get their first client or, you know, maybe ideals on different things. Uh, you know, I'm glad to help. You know, it's something where um, speci- specifically with my creative community, you know, um, I, I really didn't have that sort of support. So now as far as in the on the platform that I have, you know, I wouldn't be able to, to give out that that in, that insight and support for anyone that's uh, needing help. And they're trying to build up their creative career and, and, and just you know, maybe just need help in life in general. I I don't I definitely don't have all the answers. I make dumb, you know, mistakes daily, but um, I, I do want to give whatever tips or insights that I have to help people out. Fantastic. Well, look, man, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, you know, I'm I'm trying to get better at this. Uh, any way I can help you will help me. So, um, you know, look, I have a nice website now. Um, you know, if I can shout you out on the show, please let me know how to do that all for right, you. Cool. Uh, before we go, though, I want to shout out to the place we are at again, uh, the Studio Ace, Arts, Community, and Education. And they are at, uh, let me get the other one, you know, bad eyes. <laughs> never get old, by the way. Just never do that. Um, 3861 Mission Avenue, number B3, Oceanside, California. And uh, phone number 760-730-5203. And uh, you can go check them out at their website at www.studioace.org. So thank you so much, uh, Julia and, uh, and Creative Brew for coming on the show today because, um, you know, uh, this is all fun for me and I enjoy doing every moment of it. Good Lord. <laughs> Drink some water, man. Stop talking like that. So uh, look, be nice to each other. We'll see you soon.